Hello, my name is Cesar Diaz. I am recording the third continuous evaluation for English, which uh, we must record us to narrating a story that we have to pick from the weekly content. The story I choose was At Your Age from Scott Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, I don't know how to pronounce it rightly. And uh, I will narrate the story. I will make like few parts because the project says that our podcast has to last five minutes maximum. So I already, I already record the first part, uh, like three pages and I last six minutes more or less uh, without this presentation. So I will be uploading this in the rubric and in the same account where I'm uploading this and where I have been uploading all the previous uh, podcasts, I will, in these days, I will be recording the other parts of the story. So at the end, all the story is narrated in the account by different parts. So, well, I hope it, it works because uh, I don't know if it's possible to make all the story in five minutes or it will be only five minutes of the story. So, yes, I hope you enjoy it and thanks for your attention. Enjoy. Tom Squires came into the drugstore, sport by a toothbrush, a can of talcum, a gargle, castle soap, Epsom salts and a box of cigars. Having lived alone for many years, he was methodical and while waiting to be served, he held the list in his hand. It was Christmas week and Minneapolis was under two feet of accelerating, constantly refreshed now. With his cane, Tom knocked two clean crusts of it from his overshoes. Then, looking up, he saw the blonde girl. She was a rare blonde, even in that promised land of Scandinavians where pretty blondes are not rare. There was warm color in her cheeks lips and pink little hands that folded powders into papers. Her hair in long breasts twisted about her head was shining and alive. She seemed to Tom suddenly, the cleanest person he knew of, and he caught his breath as he stepped forward and looked into her gray eyes. What kind of talking? Um, what kind? Any kind, that's fine. She looked back at him apparently without self-consciousness, and as the list melted away, his heart raced with it wildly. I am not old, he wanted to say. At fifty, I'm younger than most of men of forty. Don't I interest you at all? But she only said, What kind of gargle? And he answered, What kind can you recommend? That's fine for me. Almost painfully, he took his eyes from her, went out, and got into his coupe. If that young idiot only knew what an old imbecile like me could do for her, he thought humorously, what worlds I could open out to her. As he drove away into the winter twilight, he followed his train of thought to a totally unpredicting conclusion. Perhaps the time of day was the responsible stimulant for the shop, windows glowing to the cold, the tinkling bells of a delivery slide, 
the white gloves led by shovels on the sidewalks. The enormous distance of the stars brought back the feel of the other night 30 years ago. For an instant, the girls he had known then slipped like phantoms out of their due matronly selves of today and fluttered past him with frosty. Seducive laughter until a pleasant shiver crawled up his spine. Youth, 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 he apostrophized with conscious lack of originality, and as a somewhat ruthless and dominant man of no morals whatsoever, he considered going back to the drugstore to seek the blonde girl's address. It was not his sort of thing, so the half-turning teacher passed the idea to remind. Youth by heaven, youth! He repeated on his breath. I wouldn't need me all around me, just once more before I'm too old to care. He was tall, lean and handsome, with a ruddy bronze face of a sportsman and just faintly graying mustache. Once he had been among these city's BSBs, organizer of collision and corrective balls, popular with men and women and with several generations of them. After the war, he had suddenly felt poor, gone into business, and in 10 years accumulated nearly a million dollars. Tom Squires was introspective, but he perceived now that the will of his life had revolved again, bringing up forgotten yet familiar dreams and journeys. Entering his house, he turned slowly to a pile of disgraced invitations to see whether or not he had been been to a dance tonight. Throughout this dinner, which he ate alone at the down club, his eyes were half chose, and on his face was a faint smile. He was practicing so that he would be able to laugh at himself painlessly if necessary. I don't even know what they'll talk about, he admitted. They pet prominent broker goes to painting party with debutant. What is a painting party? Do they serve refreshments? Will they have to learn to play saxophone? These martyrs, lately as remote as China in a wheel's reel, came alive to him. They were serious questions at 10 o'clock. He walked up the steps of the college club to a private dance with the same sense of entering a new world as when he had gone into a training camp in 70. He spoke to a hostess of his generation and to her daughter, overwhelmingly of another, and sat down in corner to acclimate himself. He was not alone long. A silly young man named Leland Jakes, who lived across the street from Tom, remarked him kindly and came over to brighten his life. He was such a an excellently focused young man that, for a moment, Tom was annoyed, but he perceived craftily that he might be of service.